With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, if you're new to the show. And I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today, and they'll match your first bet up to $250 using the promo code ATOZ Sports. That's A to Z Sports in the Superbook Sports app. Uh, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the Intel Edge you need to succeed with the best real estate group out there. Trust the team that your favorite teams trust at GaryAshton.com. And of course, TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, the best workout that you can find, the best workout with the best coaching staff, always available to you at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, TrueMathFitness.com for more information and your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So uh, there was a, uh, there's a league meeting, uh, an owner's meeting in Minnesota this week, and they came together for a couple of different, uh, for a couple of different Rule evaluations, rule amendments, uh, evaluating Thursday night football flex schedules, which was passed uh, up to a certain extent, and a scenario that has now been presented for teams to be able to have an additional quarterback on their game day active roster that would allow them to prevent a situation like the 49ers in the NFC Championship game happening again. So there has been some misunderstandings around the uh, rule change it's an amendment to a current uh bylaw not to get all technical with it but it's amendment to a current bylaw of the nfl's playing constitution basically and i think a lot of people saw this my initial reaction um before i talked to uh, some of the coaches actually i uh had the opportunity to catch up with one nfl quarterback coach about this today as a matter of fact and kind of explain it to me in a way that made a little more sense. I want to work through the details of this to kind of explain why it increases Malik's chance of making it, but does not, does not, I think, in the way that most people are looking at it. So we'll explain the rule first and foremost, and then we'll work our way back from there. So uh, at the league meetings today, they approved a constitution and bylaw change um, making the active and active lists on game day specific to the active inactive lists on game day. So always on NFL game days, right? And you guys know how this routine kind of works right now. An hour and a half before kickoff, whether the Titans play at noon, 305 or 720 for a primetime game, an hour and a half before kickoff, we release active and inactive lists. So they each club still is uh, required to establish that active game day list for uh, an hour and a half before to notify the referees, for the media to have all these different things. But the addition to this rule and the way that it has been changed is that each team may also designate one emergency third quarterback from its 53 active inactive list. 
So basically players elevated are not eligible for this designation, but a player who's already on the 53-man roster will be eligible to be activated during the game if the team's first two quarterbacks on its game day active list are not able to participate in the game due to injury or disqualification. So this is a game day specific rule change. It's not a 53-man regular season roster rule change. It's a game day rule change, right? So Malik Willis would have to make the 53, be on the 53, in order to be eligible for this particular rule, right? So it's not it's not waiving, um, it's not allowing him to be basically like a ghost player on the roster during the regular season. If he's on the active roster, he can be the emergency quarterback that does not take up one of the 47 or 48 game day roster spots. Now, Dr. Lipschitz asks an interesting question. Can they play other positions? Right. So can you can you still run the kind of um, two quarterback packages that Todd Downing was experimenting with with Malik and Tannehill last year? Basically, what this is, is it's a good it's a as Amar points out on YouTube, it's the break glass in case of emergency quarterback rule. Right. This is a uh, it's a rule that does impact all teams on game day itself, but does not necessarily impact them during the regular season. Now, can this help sway them in an effort to keep uh, Malik Willis on the active roster? Potentially. Um, But it does not guarantee that the Titans will roll in to 2023 with three quarterbacks on the active roster. It just means if they do, that they would have the ability to have Malik, in theory, as quarterback three, if something happened to Tannehill, if something happened to Levis in real time. So that's that I think is the 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 biggest misunderstanding around this. This is a game day rule, not a season wide. I mean, it is a season wide rule, but it's not a regular season like week to week rule, right? This is specific to the active inactive list. So I think uh, I think that when you look at all of these different things, I want to ask you the question within this context: the Two Rivers Ford take now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. How many cute quarterbacks do the Titans carry on their roster this season? We'll talk about it together. You'll hear from Mike Vrabel momentarily, right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford for the best award-winning customer service, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and a style of business that cannot be matched. 40 years in the business here in Middle Tennessee, Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, Powered by Ford, driven by people. So how many quarterbacks do the Titans carry on the active roster this year? It is something that I think um, is worth keeping in mind with this rule change, but does not guarantee that they do carry three at any given point. Um, MB says, still two. The rule has no impact. Again, I don't think you can say it has no impact. It will inherently impact a team. And a team like the Titans is a great sample size for the application of this rule. To say that it has no impact, I think, is, is too definitive, right? We don't know the impact that it has. For example, I think if you look at the, you know, let's say players, let's say players 50 through 53, 
on the Titans roster um, whenever they start to measure those things out. Of course, quarterbacks, unless you're Taysom Hill, aren't going to participate on special teams. And the, the tail end of the roster is largely going to be there, not because of the position that they play, but because they can play primarily special teams. And if you need depth at corner, depth at linebacker, then those guys can also work in that way. But I think that when you look at this, um, I think that when you look at this, players 50 through 53 on the Titans roster are pretty damn bad, right? Even if you value special teams so much that you felt the need to keep an additional wide receiver, an additional it, uh, inside linebacker, an additional safety for special teams purposes, I think there's legitimately, even as I understand the deficiencies that Malik Willis has, I think there's a very, very good case to keep three on this active roster, given what the current state of the roster looks like. Now, at whatever point they finally are able to consequentially improve the depth at offensive line, improve the depth at wide receiver, improve the depth behind Kevin Byard and Amani Hooker, then, of course, you could you could say, well, Titans keeping three quarterbacks in any other circumstance would be ridiculous. And at some point, you know, Malik Willis is probably going to end end up the odd man out in all of this. But the question is, is that immediately? Is that prolonged a little bit? His, is his stay here prolonged a little bit by the addition of this rule in a way that Rand Carthon is very familiar with what it is like to not have your quarterback, your first two quarterbacks, your first three quarterbacks, really, in the NFC Championship game, and then all of a sudden you're playing Josh Johnson against the Philadelphia Eagles, and you got no shot. Um, I think that uh, I think that when you when you go through all of this stuff, if you were saying you know what's more likely that the Titans keep two or three quarterbacks, I still probably think I know the answer to that question. But I do think that this at least cracks the door a little wider, right? It allows Malik Willis to keep just a little more grip on his job security than he might otherwise had this amendment not been implemented, right? Because we know the Titans, the Titans have not started a season with three quarterbacks on the active roster. Now they have had three quarterbacks on the active roster at various points. They have had quarterbacks, two quarterbacks on the active roster and a quarterback on the practice squad because of injuries and things like that. And they have had guys active and available on game day in case of emergency, still having to use up a 47 or 48 man roster spot game day roster spot because this amendment was not in place and we know how the titans feel about the quarterback situation where i'm assuming that uh, will levis is going to uh, beat out malik willis for the backup quarterback job for mike vrabel that's obviously not the case uh or at least he's not going to make that the case at this point in time you'll hear from mike vrabel here in just a second right after i remind you that the primetime show is presented by the great folks at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed gets you the best in the business. That's why they're the team that your favorite teams trust. That's GaryAshton.com. With the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, get the dream address without the stress and sell your home for more with the Ashton team. So I'm inclined to think that they keep three quarterbacks though I I don't th- you know if they don't I'm not going to be surprised by them not keeping three quarterbacks right I just think the Titans roster is still so bad um 
I think that the the upgrades or the additions that they've made are not consequential enough. Um, I think the depth is still god awful. I don't think they're a very deep team at all. In fact, I think they run the risk of having a very similar experience last year uh, or this year as they did last year if the injuries start to pop up again. Now, you know, you're playing it by percentages. Is it likely that they are as hurt last year as they were or this year as they were the year before? No, but that was also the case from 21 to 22. And obviously they were almost as hurt in 22 as they were in 21. So you can't assume or predict anything where health is related. But I do think that because the Titans roster is so poor, that the case could be made for Malik Willis um, better than if he were on another team where the depth was considerably better. Mr. Jones says Levis will be gone. Of course, of course, that's ridiculous. Um, that is nonsensical. Will Levis will be on this roster in one way or the other. Uh, just say it, Buck. The wide receiver subject, wide receiver position, is a sensitive subject. Well, no, I mean I just have the Titans are uh, the Titans are are not a good are not a talented football team, right? They are not an overwhelmingly talented football team. Um, the Titans are still a talent deficient football team, even as they have done well to try and fortify the talent that they have and try and add some additional talent where um, it previously did not exist. I think that uh, I think that it is most likely that they would that they would keep three because based on that assessment. But I, you know, if they came out and cut Malik and he got picked up on waivers uh, once the roster cuts start to roll out here in the next couple of months, that would not shock me by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think that a better case could be made in Tennessee than on another roster, for example where you do have better positional depth across the board. The Titans are positionally, they are depth poor right now. They are in depth poverty uh, still at this stage. And I think that Malik, it might give him a little more edge. Again, we're doing this by degrees, right? I think it gives him a slightly better percentage chance to make this active roster. That's all. I don't think you have to lose your mind about it. I don't think it guarantees that he's here. I don't think it guarantees that he's gone, right? but I do think it does increase the likelihood that that happens. Um, why take reps away from the starter and backup? You can get a player like Dobbs in a pinch. Well, that's the thing. Like, just because he's there doesn't mean that he's going to get those reps, right? The starters are going to get the reps anyway. The backups don't. I mean, the backups get reps, but, like, uh, it just depends. It gives them an option of who they want to run on scout team that particular week, right? Can they put Levis out there on scout team? Sure. Can they put Malik Willis out there on scout team? Sure. It depends on who the opponent is and which quarterback they're more similar like. The case can be made, but the, the reps aren't being taken away from the starter regardless of who the backup is. The backup is not getting these reps, right? The, the most reps that any of these players are going to get is at the, at the time when the roster is the biggest. It's during training camp when you have second and third teams that you can roll out there with the rest of the quarterbacks. But as soon as the regular season starts, the reps exclusively, exclusively, uh, almost in every situation, go to the starting quarterback. Because one, the starting quarterback doesn't want to give up those reps, no matter who the backup is, no matter who, uh, no matter what the quarterback situation is. And the coaching staff is not going to take reps from the starter to give to the backup or the third string guy um, just because the backup is Will Levis or just because Malik Willis needs more reps. No, they're going to be asked to run scout team no matter who they are, right? So that is, I understand your logic, but 
that is the biggest reason why I think it doesn't necessarily matter in the way that you might be implying. Um, now, uh, he also points, uh, somebody else also points out that if Levis hits, none of this matters, right? It immediately makes Willis expendable, but we won't know if Levis hits in 2023, right? Unless God forbid, if you're a Titans fan, something happened, um, God forbid if, if something happened to Ryan Tannehill, if you're a Titans fan, and then you get Willis the way that they were last year and a player who's not ready to play has to play because of necessity at this stage. Uh, will Amar wants to know if I'll be at practice tomorrow. Yes, I will be at practice tomorrow. Um, I will miss a little bit of the practice earlier because I think, let me look at my schedule quickly based on what Titans PR sent us because I know there is a portion that I'm going to be a little late for. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to be out there. They'll start interviewing coordinators at 11.15 to 11.50. So Tim Kelly and Shane Bowen, and I assume Craig Aukerman, the special teams coach, I'm not going to be out there for their media availability because obviously I will still be uh, I will still be doing the radio show. But I will make um, – I'll be there for about 60% of practice uh, because they'll start practice at about 12 and it'll be from 12 to 145. So what we'll, uh, what we'll probably do is I'll just, you know, I'll take off, uh, I'll take off right when the radio show ends. And fortunately I work downtown and the Titans practice facility is just a mile, uh, I guess a mile North of downtown mile and a half North of downtown. So I ought to be able to whip out there in about 15 minutes and that'll be fine. And then I'll be able to be there for the majority of practice and then the player availability with a couple of players and Mike Ravel at the podium. So I won't be there for the coordinator stuff but I will be there for the rest of it. Um, I think that, uh, I think that there's a lot of uh, Steve, Steven Snyder, 86 says Buck will be getting scared again tomorrow. Uh, he will be there before then um, that I'll, uh, I assume he's talking about the jump scare that Burke continues to perpetrate against me. And there will be, there will be repercussions at some point. I just haven't decided. Uh, I just haven't decided how real that will be. Xavier Cohen says, Buck, do you know when they'll be open practices? I, you, I Somebody else asked me this last week, I think. And I don't want to tell you guys incorrectly because I know this can change at any given point. But typically, the only time that they have practices open um, is training camp. And training camp is typically not until like the end of July. So I always, I always know that training camp or I always am able to judge when training camp is because typically my birthday is the week before. So I know that my birthday week is the last week of like, quote unquote, freedom that I have before football season starts. Uh, and then training camp is typically the immediately or the weekend immediately following. So July, uh, July 26, 27th, 28th is about where these things are. Um, I think, what are you guys blocking? <laughs> You're blocking one another in the chat. Is that what's happening? How do I unblock Mr. Jones? Uh, are you guys blocking each other in the YouTube chat? That's funny. Or is Bert doing it? I don't know who's policing the YouTube chat uh, this evening, but it appears that there is a controversy among each other. You guys are too funny. Um, so, Xavier, I would also say to you about practices being open. Um, last year was the first year that they welcomed people back like normal for the Titans practice facility. Now the facility was still under a considerable amount of construction. So they capped it. They had like a ticket. They had like a lottery type situation where you had to go to the website 
there was a day for season ticket holders and then there was a general admission day, right? Some of you may have gotten the opportunity to go. Some of you might have missed the opportunity to go because they did cap. Um, they did cap the amount of people that they would allow to attend. Now, the vast majority, if not all of the exterior facility construction is done, but the practice fields are undergoing um, renovations of their own because they are switching the practice fields from grass to the kind of artificial playing surface that the Titans will have at Nissan Stadium. So right now, the Titans are exclusively practicing in the bubble. We've got, you know, more than a month, uh, almost two months at this point, before, more than two months at this point, before, uh, before training camp will be open. So they do have more time to be able to suss all this stuff out. But if they are practicing in the bubble, then it will not be open to fans, right? If by the time, and they may, you know, they may open it up training camp goes for a couple of weeks right it's not just one week um that you guys are looking for a window to be able to attend practice for but i would say uh keep an eye on the construction updates uh, and we'll be able to have some of those updates for you because i'll be out there tomorrow and we'll be able to tell you whether the fields are done or not because uh when we were out there last week um it was done uh i don't think they're going to open up camp anymore to much ha- i don't think they're going open up camp anymore too much hassle public is wild um you know i don't i don't know right i think the uh i don't know what the what their logic might be because i am inclined and this is not not having talked to anybody about it one way or the other i so i don't know specifically whether that's something that they're considering or not i would think it benefits them to not have it open to everybody because if you make it more exclusive, then you can make more, you can make money off of it theoretically. And if you start charging people to attend training camp practice, you're really only going to have the diehards that show up. And the coaching staff doesn't necessarily want a bunch of fans out there on a regular basis anyway. But if it's open to more people, I do think there are some benefits to that as well. Now, I mean, they obviously don't have the bleacher situation anymore. They don't, they're not going to allow people along all, you know, all of the sides of the practice fields at this stage. Um, but I do think that there will be, um, I do think that there will be more limitations than there used to be where you could just show up for training practice or training camp practices on any given day. Um, but we don't have to spend much more time on that. What's the most interesting quarterback position battle um, in the NFL this year? Let's talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While you guys give me your submissions, I will remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the wonderful people at Superbook Sports. Promo code ATOZ, that's A2Z, to get your first bet match up to $250 in the Superbook Sports app. Promo code ATOZ will get you covered. They will put you in a position to succeed, and you can wager on all of your favorite major sports like the NBA, the NHL, MLB, all going on right now. Download the Superbook Sports app today with that promo code ATOZ in the Superbook Sports app. So um, looking at all the different quarterback position battles across the league right now, there's not as many as you think um, with all the – with all the different um, with all the different things that are going around, 
right now. All the different quarterback changes, all the different movements uh, that we've seen in free agency and, of course, via trade. There's a lot of different options that are out there and available uh, for people to kind of look at. But there's really only one that jumps to mind. Uh, the Titans, I don't think, are in a real quarterback competition as we sit here today on the May, on May 22nd. Could that change? It's entirely possible. But right now, Ryan Tannehill is going to start for this team. But if you look at the other conference, the NFC, where the quarterback situation has become significantly worse in the absence of Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, probably the best quarterback in the NFC right now, you look at the circumstance that is playing out and you find yourself with a really, really interesting proposition in San Francisco. There's a story in The Athletic today that is trending right now, as Trey Lance trending, that Jeff Christensen, the uh, quarterback coach, talking about how he worked out with Trey Lance and his off-season workouts with Patrick Mahomes has vastly improved Trey Lance's footwork, I guess, throwing style, just everything, calling it, quote-unquote, a substantial jump. Mm -hmm. I think Trey is the best that we've seen him right now. Talking about when you watch his feet, his timing, this is Kyle Shanahan. He's throwing, how he's throwing the ball. He's in such a better place now than he was last year at this time. And the, the last thing anybody should do in this position, in this world, at this time, on a show like this one, is say anything concrete about the 49ers quarterback situation. There's nothing to be said about it mm -hmm. concretely. Because as last year showed, anything is possible. And as this year is currently as we stand, their quarterback from last year's NFC championship game is coming back from elbow surgery. The quarterback from the previous year's NFC championship game, as we mentioned, is now a T-shirt meme for the Raider <laughs> Nation, represented out here on the Rich Eisen Show by Jason Feller. That's where he is. The backup quarterback, one thinks, potentially could be either Trey Lance again or the third overall pick from the 2018 draft. Sam Darnold, who everybody assumes is now going to go to San Francisco and become the franchise quarterback that the Jets couldn't help materialize. And then, of course, that Carolina had hopes for and never materialized there. But I will say this. The best scenario for the 49ers, the best scenario for the 49ers is if Brock Purdy can come back and be the kid that finished last year the way that he finished last year. That's the best scenario. No, normally I'd say it's got to be the kid that they traded all the way up to number three overall just a couple of drafts ago because that's got to be the case for a general manager and a coach who put their eggs in that basket and then the kid doesn't pan out. The owner's going to go get these guys. Clearly not the case in San Francisco. So that's from the Rich Eisen show um, with – uh, the quarterback situation that they're discussing. San Francisco, a lot of complicated moving parts. We know that San Francisco tried to trade Trey Lance away, tried to get some value back for him because it seems like 
they are they have largely moved on with Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback, but they know that Brock Purdy won't be immediately available. Thus, the presence of Sam Darnold. Uh, Robert Baker says Winston and Carr in New Orleans is Jameis still a saint? Jameis is still a saint. I, there is no competition there. They didn't pay Derek Carr to come be in competition with Jameis Winston. They paid Derek Carr because James Jameis Winston is insufficient uh, at this stage. These quarterback competitions aren't exciting because the quarterbacks are garbage, says MB. Well, those quarterback, those garbage quarterbacks were in all some way, shape, or form in the NFC Championship game last year. So you cannot call them, you cannot call them garbage by any stretch of the imagination because they made it far further than your football team did last year. Regardless of whether they had better coaching, better help, better roster around them, those garbage quarterbacks, quote unquote, were playing in the playoffs and your asses were sitting at home trying to twiddle your thumbs, figure out whether Josh Dobbs is the future of future of the franchise made any sense after you got tired of Tannehill and obviously saw what Malik Willis had to work with. So at this point, uh, I am fascinated to see what San Francisco, uh, I, I, uh, I'm fascinated to see what happens with San Francisco at this point. Uh, shots fired says be friends. No, those are the facts. Like the 49ers were, the 49ers were in the NFC championship game with their third string quarterback and ended up playing their fourth string quarterback in the NFC championship game. Yeah. They got dog walked because they just, they ran out of gas, right? Christian McCaffrey was having to, having to, uh, take snaps at quarterback. And again, thus why the quarterback rule was instituted or the amendment was instituted at this point. So it's not, you know, it's not a shot. That's true. It's the truth. <laughs> like whether you take the truth as a shot is entirely on you. Uh, <laughs> uh, MB says ridiculous buck. I've been sitting at home the whole time. I wasn't playing in case you didn't know. I understand, but I am, uh, I am speaking on behalf of your, well, I'm not speaking on behalf of your football team. I am speaking to you through the prism of your football team. And the prism of your football team is that your football team uh, had arguably a better quarterback situation than what the 49ers had and still shit the bed anyway, right? That's kind of what we're that's kind of what we're talking about here, I think, at this stage. Anyway, uh, let's bring in Bert, producer Bert, who for his in case you missed it segment. We will do that momentarily and see what good news Bert has to share with us right after I remind you that primetime is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. All your classes uh, that you will take are never recycled, never repeated. They will put you in position to succeed with the best coaching staff, with the best workout plan. TrueMath Fitness is there to help you. They will put you uh, in great positions, whether that's the group classes that you choose to take. I am a big fan of the group classes. I've got a limited amount of time to get my workout in every day, 40 minutes in and out from start to finish. I feel great at the end of it. And I always know that they're going to work on a different part of uh, a part of my say to work on a different part of my body is an interesting situation, but we're going to work out a different set of muscles from the day previously because they're not going to overexert you. They're not going to exhaust you. They're not going to overextend you. They are going to maximize your fitness potential at TrueMathFitness.com. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. Uh, bring Bert in. I'm done with Buck tonight, says B-Friends. All right, bring in the red flash. Let's hit it with in case you missed it this week. Hey, bud. What's going on, stud? How are we? I'm, uh, I'm here. 
<laughs> we're, we're, we're making it last. How Are you ever scared I'm going to like just be hiding in your house when you get back one day to scare you? Because that's what it's going to evolve to. At some no, point. because I know that I've uh, that I've confiscated your house key. And if you were to break into my home at this stage, I do have a, uh, a security system at the house that would prevent anything. Um, prevent? Prevent what, anything from happening. What's it going to do? It's going to make a loud noise to keep me out? It is uh, loud noise. Call the police. Yes, typically <laughs> that works, and there is a pretty good response time in my neighborhood. So I would not test that because I've seen you move, and you don't move terribly fast. Touche. You've won for now. Any burnt babies in the chat? Oh, I see one burnt baby in the chat. Jackie Holbert's in here. I love that. Got one burnt baby in here. Any burnt babies in the chat? Eat shit. What's in case you missed it this week? Uh, a lot of stuff was going on today. We saw some rules get passed. You talked about those earlier. I wasn't really paying attention. I've been in the shadows back here chilling. But one thing I did notice, two things actually. We got the uh, location of the Super Bowl 60. That is going to be in Santa Clara at uh, the – uh 49ers stadium and we also learned where the 2025 nfl draft is going to be and spoiler alert it's not nashville and you would think oh maybe it's somewhere cool is it in vegas is it in uh, new orleans new york vegas this coming year any anywhere fun you say and i say no and the most cold boring place it could possibly be green bay so in the words of NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell in the press release announcing this move, which one of, as you mentioned, two major future announcements today, it was because the San Francisco 49ers in the Bay Area specifically did an incredible job hosting it last time. It will be about 10 years since the Bay Area and San Francisco hosted the Super Bowl. Remember, it was Peyton Manning's last game, did a spectacular job in a then new Levi Stadium, also the Scenics that we saw all week in San Francisco spectacular as well do it really well the first time you have the ability to host a super bowl again that is exactly what happened to the san francisco 49ers i would expect events in both places both in santa clara and of course in so many iconic san francisco spots plus maybe tom i'll get to eat at slanador which is really one of the better restaurants i think in the country that was not the only major announcement they alerted to it in in the clip we saw earlier the green bay packers and green bay uh, as a city, as a town, now get to host a future draft, the 2025 draft inside and around historic Lambo. This is something that I know Packers CEO Mark Murphy and so many executives in Green Bay with the Packers have wanted ever since it became clear they were going to build Titletown, so much infrastructure around the stadium. This has been their hope, not just to host the draft, but to show off their fans, their history, and what they built. Now they get the chance to do exactly that a couple years from now. I don't give a damn. That's, that's the most boring place you could possibly put it. What is there to do in Green Bay? They talk about Town. You get to go hang out at the Holiday Inn's indoor pool. You get to go look at uh, Brett Favre's demolished steakhouse. Not even what the hell anymore. is there to do in Green Bay? You've been. I, I've never. I've Actually, I went there for a Bears game once, and the only thing going on was the Bears game, was that's the Packers right. game. Um, only just recently, and a lot of it is still under construction, I'm sure, with the intention of hosting something like this. A lot of the infrastructure around the stadium, they're trying to build out bars and restaurants around the stadium more so than they had, and that was evident when we were there in November. That was my first time in Green Bay. Um, and it's nothing, The by the time I got to my hotel, did the game at the stadium. It was a primetime game Thursday night in Lambeau. It wasn't miserably, it was cold, but it wasn't miserably cold. Um, the experience of the game itself was phenomenal because Lambeau is, is singular. 
that way. It's got a tremendous amount of history. The Packers didn't have a great season, but their fan base is still, um, they still show out uh, in ways that not a lot of fan bases might in that situation. But uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, I have, I have, I get, a, I get depressed every time I go back home to the state of Indiana because there's it, where my hometown is, is a, I don't want to say a shithole is too strong. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah, that's fine. I I that. have and you know I I love my you know my family and all that kind of stuff. But like, if there was not an actual reason, I would never spend any more time in the state of Indiana than I already do. If not for you know things like covering Titans Colts or because my family is still located there. Because there's nothing right. There's nothing. There's nothing but rampant obesity. And, you know, uh, um, <laughs> seasonal depression and darkness at 4 p.m. because of daylight savings time. Like, there's nothing there. And Green Bay is that, but 10 times colder. I, I don't know what it's going to look like in April. I can't imagine it's terribly scenic at that time of year because at that time of year, most places in Wisconsin are still getting a considerable amount of snow. So I would say, uh, I would say that this is a terrible idea, that I want absolutely nothing to do with it. I thank God that I don't have to go to the drafts the way that I go to games because we do the draft from the facility, no matter where the draft is. Like when it was in Nashville, I didn't, I wasn't on Broadway where the draft was actually taking place. I was at the facility because that's where the coaches, that's where the GM is. That's where the press conferences are. And that's where they put us on calls with the players immediately after they're drafted. So green Bay um, respectfully to the people of green Bay, Wisconsin, the game day atmosphere is significant. The game day atmosphere is cool. Everything else is just shit. And I would, you could not, give me no there is no amount of money that you could pay me in a way that I'm already paid to make trips like Green Bay it would be a real tough sell for me to go under any other circumstances beyond uh beyond the Super Bowl and of course that's not happening well we've been surprised by the draw of Packers fans before right that was one of the teams that we thought hey they're probably not going to get a lot of primetime games because Aaron Rodgers high-tailed for New York and they ended up getting something like six primetime games it's almost like a a, a Dallas situation where you know their fans are going to show up you know their fans are going to watch the games. The ratings are going to be good. And this is probably similar. They'll probably have a great turnout from Packers fans and anybody mm-hmm. that's remotely close, like the NFC North. All of those teams will probably have a good showing. Everybody else, they're not going to give a shit. They're going to stay home, watch the draft at home. It's probably going to be a very low attendance. But, again, not my circus. Davidson Crook says, how far is my hometown from Indianapolis? Uh, I'm actually, We're actually closer to where I'm from um, in Nashville. Nashville to Evansville, Evansville, Indiana, is a uh, shorter drive than Evansville to Indianapolis. It's two hours from my doorstep in downtown Nashville to my parents' uh, place. It's three three hours twenty from my parents' house to Lucas Oil. Let's say so. Nashville is yeah, actually closer than Indy. Because you grew up a Colts fan, there, right? You were telling me that off air the other day mm-hmm. that know. you just you secretly love the Colts because that's where you're from, and you grew up watching Peyton Manning and uh, other historical Colts that I can't think of right now. Jeff Saturday, big Jeff Saturday fan. So uh, Joseph Adai. I, I'm a big fan of Jeff Saturday's eyes. That's about the extent of my Jeff Saturday fandom. He's got great eyes, but I would say that uh, I would say that you know honestly, Bert, because I you're being facetious in ways that drive me insane because I don't have an NFL uh, team that I'm a fan of. But um, do you know, can you guess the only team that I have purchased? Well, I can't say that I've purchased that 
I have had a jersey that I have worn a jersey for in my life. Can you guess the team? It's, it's not, not the, the Colts. It's not the Colts. It's not the Titans. I'm going to go with uh, you look like a, a Saints Adrian Peterson kind of guy. <laughs> How long did that last? That was not a very, that was a very brief. I, think he got, yeah, that was, I don't even think that was like a preseason or something like that. Maybe like a commander's jersey. You got a nice Redskins Adrian Peterson jersey. Uh, no, was not a racial slurs fan. Still not a racial slurs fan, just on principle. But uh, the only jersey that I've ever worn in my life is because I did not grow up in Indiana. I My family is from Indiana. I had a, uh, oh, is it John Abraham? A John Abraham Jets jersey. Mm. Because I spent a lot more time in New York growing up than I did in Indiana because of the nature of my job. My family just happens to be in Indiana and circumstances for family reasons saw them end up back in Indiana um, after my mom retired from work. So I, the closest thing to a football fan that I've ever been is a Jets fan, which explains a lot and also times up perfectly for me to bandwagon right now. So maybe I'll consider reigniting my Jets fan. Is it John Abraham? Was that the edge rusher? He was a Falcon for the longest. I think it's Jonathan. I think he had a more proper name, Jonathan Abraham, but who knows? It could yeah. be a completely irrelevant player. You could have got it at Goodwill, knowing you. So, did you know what? No, I did not. Goodwill? Are you kidding me? I, uh, I, uh, no. I was I was in second grade. It was like wear your favorite team's jersey to school day, and I didn't have a team. And I went to uh, I don't know. I think my mom took me to like a sports authority when sports authorities were still a thing. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, went to the sports authority. Got me a a second grade sized John Abraham jersey. So yeah, Jets fan. Well, good for you. I didn't ask for that personal story, and I'm uh, not going to get that time back. So send me back to the shadows. I got stuff to do. Appreciate it, buddy. Eat shit, shadows. I'll see you later. It's going to do it for us tonight here on the Primetime Show. Always appreciate you guys spending your time at this stage. Uh, Stephen, Stephen King says, Buck trying to fit in. So relatable. <laughs> I uh, not, not even trying. I don't, I don't think Jets fan makes me relatable. I think it makes me even more annoying. Than you guys probably uh, think at this point, but yeah, uh, that's the only that's the only jersey for an NFL team I've ever owned or worn is a Jets jersey. As a matter of fact, okay. Have a great rest of your evening. Radio show is going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Be talking about everything that we're looking for at OTAs. Who was there? Who was not there? Because we have an idea of that at this stage. Um, we'll be able to talk about things like Kevin Byard and Harold Landry, and of course. Afterwards, on primetime tomorrow night, I'll see. I'll have seen all of the practice, and we will be able to talk about those observations. So, radio show previewing OTAs, primetime show reacting to OTAs. Make sure you don't miss either tomorrow on 104.5 The Zone or this wonderful A to Z Sports Nashville digital streaming network. Talk to you guys tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. See you. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.